Hey everyone, it's Kai and Lafayette, and this is The, the Theory, Theory of Living. Living. Thanks for tuning in. We are able to bring you this episode thanks to our Patreon members. Patreon is a subscription-based platform where people can provide support for content creators like us. Thanks to our Patreon members and supporters, we are able to provide free content on the podcast and weekly episodes. By being a Patreon member, you'll have access to our entire podcast library, full video and audio episodes, along with much more. If you like this episode and you feel it adds value to your life, or you hate it, please subscribe on Patreon and or leave your review on Apple Podcast. And don't forget to mention it to your friends over your next beer. Truly, thank you again, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. <laughs> yeah, we're back in the car again. But guess where we are this time? Mm-hmm. Drum roll. Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> our favorite place. Mm-hmm. That's a joke. It's not bad, but not our favorite place. Right. If I could be anywhere else in the world, I'd probably be Thailand. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, as you know, we're going to. We got all our things approved. Yes. So come Thursday evening, we'll be getting mm-hmm. on a plane, go to Albuquerque, and then to Dallas, mm-hmm. and then finally Japan, and last but not least, the land of the Thai. Mm-hmm. Beautiful Thailand. Very excited. Very excited. I mean, obviously, we have to test, uh, I mean, get negative test result, but, you know. I'm confident we will. Yeah. But if not, we're going to be uh, back in the car again. <laughs> <laughs> so much to look forward to as a listener out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, today, episode nine, I'm really proud of ourselves, you know, doing a ninth episode which is not easy, I think. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about anime. Mm. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I think it is necessary to define what anime is, right? Shorthand for animation, but traditionally mm-hmm. related to Japanese animation? Yes. So, um, anime is obviously just derivative of animation, but... I think over time it has gained its very own definition. And the reason we separate anime from animation films is that it has so many unique characteristics. Mm. Right? Mm. And I, I think this is not, this is why it's a, uh, not unfair to limit the term for that of Japanese rather than, you know, that of any. Mm. Provenance. I would agree. It's uh, specific mm-hmm. and uh, a stylistic choice to mm-hmm. communicate a message that is mm-hmm. derived from Japan. So to call other things anime might be doing them a misjustice mm-hmm. or you know misrepresenting yeah. that rich history that probably a lot of people don't know about that's been right. going on since the early 20th century, right? Yes. Early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And obviously... All the anime work uh, is not completely separated from, you know, their traditional visual art, mm-hmm. right? So that, I think that's why anime is so uh, unique in its own way, because it has so many cultural aspects yeah. of the country. I think here for the longest time, and I think this is changing, but mm-hmm. most people had a negative connotation associated with anime. And again, yeah. it's probably the people that. Um, the vast majority of people that enjoyed it seemed to be, 
I'm just looking for a better word than the one that comes to mind. Um, were termed losers. Not to say they were losers, but uh-huh. there is a stereotype, I think, associated mm-hmm. with people that watch yeah, anime. For I, sure. I do think that's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there were times when um, if your kids watch you know, anime a long time ago, not these days anymore, uh, parents... Well, didn't were not happy with it, you know, the fact that they were watching anime because, again, unlike all the cartoons here, um, the subjects they um, you know explore are a little bit different, right? It could be a little more sexual, mm-hmm. uh, it could be a little more violent, uh, things of that nature. So um, that's why a lot of parents were, you know, they were not happy with their kids watching anime too much. But I mean, today. I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that came from a place where a parent would see a cartoon mm-hmm. and they would immediately, you know, you kind of summarize in your mind what consists of a cartoon mm-hmm. for people in America. A lot of the time it was Disney. So, mm-hmm. you know, your kid can watch this, but when they saw the Japanese animation style, mm-hmm. they knew it was so varied that they couldn't adequately, for lack of a better term, protect their kids from the potential material. In right. It. Yeah. So they were just naturally apprehensive Mm-hmm. to it rather than investigating right there, you and i both know there's a lot of great animes out there that mm-hmm. are applicable to every age group mm-hmm. yeah for sure i mean i think that's one of the biggest aspects of characteristics of anime that it really targets all ages you know it's mm-hmm. not really specific to kids or you know i mean obviously even disney movies these, these days um i think they try to do the same thing uh, appeal to adults as well mm-hmm. and obviously we can enjoy that but also, still, I think there's there's a lot of difference, you know, yeah. between anime and you know Disney movies here. I, I'm not targeting negatively here um, <laughs> on Disney, but I, I'm simply saying that there are still uh, a lot of differences. Even though um, over time, the Disney movies have become a lot more uh, similar to anime in terms of how the industry works. For example. The merchandise, you know, it really reached to all the categories, culture categories, like, you know, merchandise, TV, and, you know, games, mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, but still, <laughs> still, um, they become really similar, but still there's a lot of difference. Yeah. Know? As far as I know, Disney hasn't really engaged yet into mm-hmm. the more adult content. The closest thing, right, would be mm-hmm. probably... Marvel, but they're quickly acquiring so many different mm-hmm. branches of media and companies. So mm-hmm. I would say their animation hasn't really, mm-hmm. they've never made a movie that's been animated for adults. I don't think it, maybe there is, maybe you could suggest it. Right. I, as far as I'm aware though, there are no strong adult themed Disney right. animations. At, at least we can say that largely this is true, not arguable that Largely, that's not the case. Yeah. Right. So that's why, you know, um, we still distinguish anime from a lot of cartoons and uh, animated films. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that is why it has is, you know, crazy international popularity, too, because they are different. Right. And uh, but before we start to talk about anything, you know, I like to say that. It is just impossible for us to talk about all the anime films here or TV series uh, because even if 
we uh, intend to talk about just important or you know popular ones. Still, there are hundreds, oh, so we cannot really yeah mention everything. But uh, I'd like to start with. Um, Wait, hang know. on before you start. Yeah. What about our intro music, our theme song? Our theme just, song, just like in anime. You telling me we're not gonna have a cutaway of us like <laughs> fighting each other, and you know, obviously we're predispositioned and destined to fight. Right. Um, Some cool music. Yeah, for sure. I'm open to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roll that clip. <laughs> <laughs> Does somebody work for you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it's just you and I in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me to do it. <laughs> now he's getting the message. <laughs> but uh, I think it's important to touch on uh, the history briefly, right? Because that's going to give us better understanding of, you know, uh, the subject anime here, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You have to know where you came from to actually have a rich understanding of the complexity. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just pull from what we know right now mm-hmm. with our bias. Yeah. You can miss out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I think, I mean, it is not so meaningful, in my opinion, to all the way go back to where, you know, sort of this animated or animation industry started. I mean, it's kind of relevant, but I think that's not very meaningful but um i mean we we can go p- pretty close to the beginning uh, when um toy company was founded in uh, 1956 so mm-hmm. after world war ii uh the guy named okawa hiroshi he was so impressed by the first disney's uh full feature film snow white Mm-hmm. In 1937, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was so impressed by it that he founded the company with um, a mission to be the Disney of the East. Mm. So I find this very interesting because Japanese has, I mean, they developed almost all industries in that way, you know, copying first learn first mm-hmm. and then create their own mm. but those become I mean I, w- I don't want to say superior but excellent yeah I mean let's think about electronics uh, at first largely they copied a lot of western products yeah but Sony you know has become you know one of the best electronics company in the world yeah, for and generations. That, yeah, the the same thing goes to automobile companies too. Yeah. Toyota, right? And um so that's why it is so interesting that even anime <laughs> anime <laughs> anime uh developed in that way too. Uh this guy was so impressed by Disney's, you know, Snow White. By the way, uh what I was told about this Snow White is that when uh Walt Disney wanted to make this film, everybody was against it. You know, mm. dude, that's crazy. That's so expensive. What are you doing? You know, mm. but just like just like many breakthrough in the history, you have to take the risk. You have to take the risk, and nobody really saw the value at first. Yeah, right? you know the T model by Ford. Everybody thought that is crazy. Why are you doing that? That's so stupid. I mean, you <laughs> that expensive, and then you can carry only four people. Yeah, Whereas, trains. Yeah, trains. Look at that. But I mean, it just changed the world, right? Entirely. Yeah. So I, I that's why I find it uh, really interesting. 
uh, even anime developed that way. Um, I think a big part of that is because, mm-hmm. you know, you might be dealing with the same ingredients, mm-hmm. but the cook is different, so he can use those ingredients in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, in this situation, the cook's different because he's Japanese. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of tendencies and culture mm-hmm. within him that are going to essentially produce a different meal with mm-hmm. the ingredients. Yeah. You can see somebody like, dude, that food looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Where are the ingredients? You know, I want to know how to make that. Yeah. And then he can put his own twists and turns on it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe use a little more salt, a little less pepper, salt, right. and all these different things. And then you get something that's an entirely different product mm-hmm. just by varying those degrees. Yeah. So basically, I mean, we, I think, briefly talked about this before about uh, postmodernism. I mean, that's sort of the very essence of postmodernism, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more than, not more than, uh, it is not only creating a new value, but recreating the existing value, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. in that sense, anime really fits that um, the 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 uh, characteristic of postmodernism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would agree. They've yeah. stepped out on their own limb to create that and then reassociate it yeah. properly for that culture. And wow, it's had a huge impact. It's nobody not doesn't know what anime is. Right. At least in the U.S. and probably worldwide, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, you may not have watched it, but it's in the zeitgeist. You're aware of it. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful. And just think only, what, it was like 1907 was the first Mm -hmm. they draw it back to. So roughly 100 years and now dominates Mm -hmm. an industry. Yeah. And has a strong presence, especially among young people in the U.S., yeah, 100%. and it's just going to grow and change, change mm-hmm. more and more. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about a little further in history, but um, I, I think it's imp- it's not important that, but um, it'll be interesting to talk about uh, your favorite anime before oh. we uh, get into this. Oh, my favorite! I hate being put yeah. on the spot, so I don't <laughs> I don't see things in such binary terms, buddy. Well, one of the favorites. You know, okay, one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah. Uh, has to be Death Note. Okay. It's basically Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. anime-styled mm-hmm. in a very creative and unique way. Right. And I think anybody, if you have an interest in anime, you like a good story, that's the one to check out. Mm-hmm. Because you'll forget you're watching anime. That's how good the story is. Yeah. And they've done so many adaptations of it. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of you saw the Netflix adaptation. Mm-hmm. Shit sucks so bad, man. It was so bad. You have such a great yeah. story, mm-hmm. and you literally just can't do a shot-for-shot shot remake. Why not? <sighs> so for me, it may be not the most impressionable one mm-hmm. by any means, Yeah. but one that I constantly think back on and recommend to people mm-hmm. because of how brilliant the story was. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the genius is battling it out. There's moral questions, you know, mm-hmm. ambiguity and... yeah a lot of things that are just tied to philosophy as well. And they explore mm-hmm. those concepts in a new and unique, interesting way. Mm-hmm. It's just cool to see that play out yeah. via animation. 100%. Um, How about you? <laughs> I was going to move on. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, see that? I mean, I have so many, but, uh, um, you know, with some recent spies, um, One Punch Man for sure. <laughs> uh, because, first of all, without, you know, it's, it's story the 
the visual was it reminded me of Dragon Ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why uh, I liked it a lot. But also the story is crazy. I mean, so so funny and <laughs> really um, funny. yeah, it says also satire for um, I don't know exactly white color man, but um, the working class, you know. So I really like that. And you know, currently I'm w- watching Demon Slayer. I mean, obviously I love that. Um, that was your yeah. Halloween costume, right? Who were yeah. you from Demon Slayer? One of the Hashiras with white hair uh, mm. and scar on his face, but yeah. So if you want to see that picture, yeah, let us know. Best <laughs> <laughs> remember something. <laughs> <laughs> wow, now that sounds sexual uh-huh. or something. You have to pay for it to see this picture. <laughs> Seems weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, going back to the history, uh, so the toy company, uh, surprisingly, they had a lot of, you know, now we know the legends. Great talents at the moment. Uh, one of them was Miyazaki uh, Hayao, right? Um, I mean, everybody listening to this, if you know anime, you've mm-hmm. probably seen a Miyazaki film. Yeah. Or you know that name because right. of the fame. At least the, know his work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, obviously he founded, co-founded uh, Studio Ghibli later. But anyway, um, so after the time, I'm going to jump... Uh, jump on to the next biggest moment uh, in the history of anime which was in my opinion uh, the first Japanese TV anime series which was uh, Tetsuan Atomu mm. better known as Astro Boy oh yeah. yeah 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 so the the significance of this um, in the uh, industry of anime is that again it was the first TV series but also, it was a mega hit. Mm. Um, and it really started an anime boom and merchandising uh, became entrenched as a big part of the his, uh, industry. Mm. Yeah. So they showed it could be successful. Oh, yeah. They basically and, broke that barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, they had a lot of problems, especially high production costs. You know, that's why they started merchandising and all that. Um. Yeah, I mean, this was a time period when every scene was physically drawn by hand. Yeah, you know, you didn't have computer-assisted mm-hmm. programs to actually. Right. And the crazy thing it. is that I, still, uh, that's how a lot of animes are created today. Yeah. Yeah. Big teams or. Yeah, there's that's why you know even put aside all the you know stories and you know, um, the genres still visually they they look so different. I think that's why. I don't know, honestly. I uh, uh, Demon Slayer's created that way because it looks so different. Uh, mm-hmm. But at least a lot of them are still today uh, created that way. Yeah, Demon yeah. Slayer is the number one grossing now in the world. Oh, really? Yeah, beat of all of uh, Miyazaki's films and everything. Wow. You know, Grant. There's a larger percentage of the population engaging. Right. So it's it's not like necessarily a fair representation one to one, but that should speak volumes to how many people actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. anime now and I haven't you've put me on to some of the the mm-hmm. Demon Slayer but I haven't watched it but yeah the mm-hmm. animation style is very different and the fight mm-hmm. scenes are from what I've seen pretty incredible yeah a lot of detail a lot of color and the contrast and saturation yeah Beautiful. very well done and uh the creator of uh Astro Boy uh Tezuka Osamu um he's called g- the god of manga um and I, I, I like to give them a lot of credit because at the time, they suffered a lot because of a high production costs. 
but uh, he reinvested his income from manga pr- publishing. So, I mean, in a way, he kind of saved the entire industry. I mean, wow. yeah. So, I give him a lot of credit for that. Wow. God of manga, huh? I've uh-huh. never heard of this god. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I guess I'm just an uncultured swine, though. Yeah. um and then uh i guess the next moment is probably uh this new trend emerged uh that challenged the status quo of the industry um that up to this point still even in japan anime was uh considered children's entertainment but um the first tv series Space Battleship uh, Yamato in 74 became a social phenomena. It's like a space opera, kind of like Star Wars, huh? Yeah. I forgot the story again uh, exactly because I watched it when I was, I don't know, like a six, five? Wow, a long time ago. Yeah. uh, So I forgot the uh, exact storyline, but um, that I, I wanted to mention it because, again, that really changed the the image of anime even in japan that okay anime is not just for children yeah yeah so they added adult themes and tones and mm-hmm. maybe color schemes that spoke mm-hmm. and this is when anime really started to gain its international popularity mm. so that's why i think this one is you know pretty important to mention and that was what year 78 you said 74 74 yeah okay so speed racer was before that because I know that had some popularity as well. But this one was a movie, right? No. It oh, was, was it a uh, It was a TV series, yeah. Ah, okay. There's so many I, things I, I haven't I seen. think I could be wrong, but I'm like 99% sure because, like, like I said, I grew up watching it yeah, on yeah. TV. So, you know, <laughs> back then, I mean, there was no option for, you know, DVD or things like that. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, so everything is from TV, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's when I also watched a lot of uh, Disney cartoons as well. Uh, we had, when I was in Korea, when I was was growing up, seven years old, eight years old. Um, the only thing we had like three channels nationally, <laughs> and then one of them showed for an hour on Sunday morning. I still remember like eight a.m. in the morning, cartoon. and um, uh, they showed a few Disney cartoons for an hour. And um, sometimes I had to miss it because I had to go to church. I don't go to church anymore, by the way. Isn't it nice <laughs> to have all this free time back? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm not worried about burning in hell. Yeah. And obviously, you know, growing um, in in a traditional Korean family, you know, I I don't get to fight for it, you know? If I'm told we're going to church, okay, you know, turn off the you TV go, and boy, we'll go to you church. Me? You're going to put... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what about you, man? I mean, uh, when you when you were growing up, when I was growing up, I'm trying to think of the first time I saw mm-hmm. anime or anything animated Japanese style. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only because I grew up traveling, right? So I mm-hmm. didn't have access to media. Some of the stuff we saw was, you know, whatever you could get with the ears. But a lot of places mm-hmm. you just didn't have that ability. Yeah. So it was you know VHS tapes, and then eventually DVDs when those came along. Mm-hmm. The first thing I can remember actually having any type of real impact mm-hmm. was Dragon Ball Z. And that was back when I was in the States and it was on uh, Cartoon Network, Toonami. Yeah. And they showed that. 
and I always had liked martial arts because I grew mm-hmm. up watching Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee movies. My mm-hmm. dad was a martial artist mm-hmm. and wanted me to be a martial artist. So seeing that taken to the next level yeah. was so cool. It was basically watching Rocky mm-hmm. in anime style, mm-hmm. except over the top and talking about martial arts and kind of like mm-hmm. the discipline and spiritual side of it. And I thought that was so badass. Me yeah. and my brother, we'd go home, turn it on, and we would get, <laughs> we get so pumped up. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, ah! Yeah. Start yelling and well, then start beating that, the shit right? out of each other with yeah. like push-ins. Like, so stoked that it's mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And I remember one scene in particular, like way later when the series got not good in my opinion, but mm-hmm. Goku's son, he's teaching his girlfriend how to fly. Mm-hmm. I remember getting out of my bed and trying to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, okay, let's do this. Let's try to make it happen. Right. And, well, I got to say, it happened. I can fly. I have the power. And you too. <laughs> you too. You have the power. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball, obviously, uh, man, has gigantic impact. Um, it changed the genre. Yeah. Uh, I And also, it's crazy that, like, even today, for a lot of guys, you know, like Goku is... The perfect example of perfect physique. Yeah. Right. I, 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 that's what's crazy to me that that one anime can impact impact on so many categories of of a culture, and you know we actually experienced it growing up. Yeah. So like that's why we can see that a little more clearly. Maybe that's not the case to younger generations, but um, you know, I we're fortunate enough to really experience that from you know beginning of the you know beginning of gaining popularity to all the way all the way to today. Yeah. Know? So that's really yeah. cool. Still dominant in popular media mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yeah. You know, I put Goku right in there, list of you know mm-hmm. heroes, <laughs> Stallone, Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank Zane, all these guys that I idolized, physiques and action heroes and stars. Mm-hmm. Goku is one hundred percent right there to mm-hmm. me next to them. Yeah. Like incredibly inspiring and had a huge impact on my life. Mm-hmm. Which is it's not silly to say, but it feels yeah. silly to say because it's an animation. But yeah. again, movies are just movies. They're not yeah. real. Right. Anime is not real in that regard, but the values yeah. you can pull from it. Yeah. And the effect it can have on your life are extremely real. Yeah, very impactful. Yeah. I mean, obviously, none of us on Earth <laughs> will reach that level ever, right? Wait, Even buddy. the physics. I'm getting there. But, I mean, isn't that parallel to how we want to live? That mm-hmm. you have an ideal. You may not reach that in your life, but you you strive to reach that ideal state still that's a very meaningful journey and you can gain a lot of things from it, right? Yeah. So in a way, I think in that sense, you know, Dragon Ball or a lot of animes have made very many positive impacts. Yeah, I would, I'm trying to think of negative impacts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there, there are. No, there are, there are tons because they can mm-hmm. misrepresent, mm-hmm. you know, people in reality and yeah. then people start to imitate these people mm-hmm. and... But that happens in movies too. Yeah. Happens in every popular culture. Yeah. Um, and made you know really close 
brothers fight each other and things like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Oh, yeah. man. My my brother and I have a story like that. He always likes mm-hmm. to relate us to a couple of characters mm-hmm. from something. So, yeah. It's very yeah. impactful. Yeah, for sure. We see these things in our life, these images, or maybe these paths and roles we can play. And for whatever reason, when they're agreeable to us mm-hmm. or they speak to us, mm-hmm. we seem to play that role. Yeah. Which it's just cool to see that in anime. There's a lot of yeah. relatable material there. For sure. And things are definitely blown out of proportion sometimes, but mm-hmm. exaggeration can be fun, enjoyable, yeah. outrageous. It could be everything. Mm-hmm. And it has its purpose. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, let's talk about its, its impact, mm-hmm. cultural impact. You know, obviously, like I mentioned earlier a little bit, it permeates all the culture categories. Music, movies, you know, TV, games, you name it. I mean, games even, not just video games, but card games. I mean, you name it, right? Oh, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're back again. And we were talking about Pokemon. Yeah, so we're, we're talking about it, uh, anime's culture impact, and we're talking about that... Um, the Pokemon is a perfect example that anime permeates all the cultural categories because I don't know if a lot of people know this but it was originally uh, a video game yeah it was a video game for the Game Boy oh yeah, yeah I love that I, I never owned one but <laughs> I wanted to own one but I never owned one uh, but after success uh, the its trading card game was created and was introduced in North America and was turned into a uh, yeah TV series and later to movies later to mega hit game Pokemon go uh, which uses GPS and AR to realize the the original slogan gotta get them all right I mean it's I, as far as you know it's the biggest media franchise in the world today uh, in terms of success and high grossing anime film in the u.s yeah i mean that doesn't surprise me at all everybody oh more than dragon ball z everybody Mm -hmm. knows about knows about damn pokemon yeah go get them yeah and then also i mean how many people visit japan because of anime and manga a lot of people right oh i mean does that really happen in this country i mean do people come here for disney movies People come here for Disneyland, but that's about it. Well, I'm think- not saying there isn't any, but the the level of um, the popularity that drew people mm-hmm. to their country because of this one cultural, you know, uh, product is just not even com- comparable. Yeah, right? I agree. I mean, yeah, you hear Japan. And instantly Japan's sorry, mm-hmm. instantly anime is one of the things that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the U.S. instantly think. Disney, mm-hmm. Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I would say there's probably a minority of people that are that way. Mm-hmm. Again, the U.S. is huge, but mm-hmm. it just shows the impact that anime's had. Mm-hmm. That's almost synonymous with yeah. Japan anime. Yeah, and you know, I think also you know one big difference here is that, I mean, Disney has grown so much, right? I mean, they have Marvel now, MCU, and so many just you know franchises there, but. As we know, um, it's been it's been affected by you know Chinese. Um, oh you know, yeah, influence. Yeah, they're one of the largest markets in the world. So yeah. a corporation that's pr- 
primary objective is to mm-hmm. make money rather than just purely entertain yeah. will obviously give in to the market demand. Yeah, but I, as far as you know, Japan really hasn't done that. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I've never yeah. heard anything about Japan right. in that so, regard. I think you know that's great. You know whether or not uh, you you like anime. Oh, but they actually do. What you know, they censor a lot of things. I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, certain category genre is not um, permitted, but still, you know, to the level of yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being, I'm being facetious. Yeah, hentai people. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I was going to talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, so one of the cultural impacts is it targets anime targets all ages, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. really talked about it, and I have this own experience in Japan. When I was in Tokyo, super cold, I went to Akihabara, which is uh, a famous anime and manga um, uh, shopping district. And then I went into this store because it was really hard to miss. It was a big store, um, big building, like four storage building, something like that. And <clears throat> I went in there um, in the evening, and I, I immediately noticed that I'm not kidding. 99.9% of the people there are men, white collar men in mm. suits, ties, and you know, uh, the crossover bags, mm-hmm. right? So, like that alone, right there, I was just blown away. What's going on? I mean, I kind of knew the popularity and you know, um, the difference in the country, I kind of knew it, but still, that shocking was really, see. yeah, shocking, cultural shocking, you know, moment for me. And so I kind of suspected, you know, maybe this is just a wrong store. And so I got into an elevator and immediately like a four man, you know, got in (laughs) really small elevator, super tight, you know, and they're not talking to each other. They're looking, they're not looking at each other. Uh, And then that's when I realized that, oh, this must be a hentai store. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why they're all businessmen yes oh, but gosh. also um, you know even though that's a shocking moment but also what I observed there was some commonality uh, because they were reserved they were not really talking to each other and they were um, I couldn't really I didn't feel anyone is being judgmental there. Mm. So that was another like a thing that really shocked me. But also, when I said a commonality, I mean I'm talking about that. Mm-hmm. Testernity, reserved. You know, when I grew up in Korea, so obviously Japan and East Asia, especially Korea and Japan, um, uh, the Confucianism is prevalent. You know, yeah, prevalent. Uh, I mean, pretty much shaping in, in entire countries. You know, um, uh, cultural cultural aspect, um, and I was told that not necessarily being reserved, but uh, less talking as a man is virtuous. You know, it's not that you shouldn't talk in front of people, but you should be careful with your words. Choose every word yeah. carefully. Yes, that's why a lot of people, I think Asian people, tend to be quiet. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not that. Oh, I don't want to talk to you. You know, most people, I think. Yeah, uh, it, it's that they are um, taught that that's virtuous. 
Mm, it's you interesting know. because I'm sure there's a disconnect mm-hmm. between some generations, mm-hmm. you know, so a parent's generation could be always implying that to mm-hmm. their kids or sending that message that don't talk, but without saying why, you know, it's virtuous. So yeah. then somebody who doesn't develop the skill of speech or mm-hmm. social interaction may think themselves a naturally reserved and timid individual, mm-hmm. which may not be true because they've been weighed down with this value system that they're unaware of yeah. or why it is. Yeah. So they're passive in the value system rather than making active choice to be mm-hmm. engaged in that value system. If they choose mm-hmm. it, if they th- say, yes, I agree. Yeah. I would agree. I think choosing your words carefully is a very valuable skill set. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't need to say a lot of words. Yeah, true. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I certainly don't think that that's, you know, more virtuous than um, uh, how the culture sees that um, aspect. Of course not. It's just different. Yeah, and different. And knowing the difference is important to understand why they behave that way, right? Again, before I said this, a lot of people might have thought that, oh, Asian people are just reserved. You know, they don't like to talk. They don't like to socialize. But yes, maybe some of them are like that. But a lot of it largely has to do with their their virtue their mm-hmm. you know so that's why knowing the difference is important to understand even you know getting getting to know that person yeah yeah of course yeah. and you can communicate in millions of different ways not just mm-hmm. speech right yeah so that was a really interesting thing to uh experience and observe because again that uh testernity is common um you know, in other East Asian countries as well. Mm-hmm. But also that, you know, um, sociocultural acceptance or norm of hentai for adults, adult men, is very, very unique mm-hmm. to Japan. It doesn't exist in other, you know, East, A- East Asian countries. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that is very interesting getting to the mm-hmm. cultural aspect of sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know? What's the appropriate display or response mm-hmm. to it? Um, I guess that would be another episode to get into, but mm-hmm. it is incredibly different. It's mm-hmm. funny when you were saying that, you know, there's businessmen together. Mm-hmm. You know, there used to be shops here, and there still are shops here, I yeah. imagine, where you can go and, you know, view or buy pornographic material. Yeah. I, however, would never believe or expect if I walked into one of those places it'd be a whole bunch of dudes in business mm-hmm. suits. You know, businessmen that are successful. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty big separation factor. Yeah. So, yeah, that also speaks <laughs> to the popularity of anime in the country, right? Mm-hmm. Despite all that Confucianism, Confucius values, still it really reach, truly reaches all the ages, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that really in turn, you know, speaks to the fact that anime is not just for children, yeah. Truly, truly for all ages. Yeah. 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 One of the so reoccurring cool. theme that I see in the animes I've enjoyed, which just mm-hmm. don't get represented very well here in the U.S., mm-hmm. is friendship. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of movies that, or TV for that matter, and again, mm-hmm. I just haven't seen a lot probably, um, that really celebrate friendship and put them as one of the highest values in life. Mm-hmm. You know, the highest virtue one can obtain in a lot of these animes mm-hmm. is friendship and not giving up on somebody. Right. And love in turn. Yeah. You know, and the people you meet along the way, which I really just have dug about anime my entire life. I thought, like, that is so cool. Most of the time, everybody's on an adventure. Mm-hmm. And 
and they're rarely after or I should say rarely what they're after is the ultimate goal at the end mm-hmm. ends up being the relationships and the bonds they made with mm-hmm. friends and the people that come along the path and I feel like that really speaks to me because that's really what I value in my life mm-hmm. and it's cool to see that represented in a different culture which mm-hmm. again makes me feel almost alienated from this specific culture yeah. in some ways right. because we just don't share a value system on most things yeah so that's 100%. awesome. That's one thing to, if you feel uncomfortable in your culture, not that necessarily animes where you have to go look, but mm-hmm. you can go look in other cultures in modern day yeah. and you might find something that speaks to you more truly mm-hmm. or touched by it and it can inspire yeah. you to live and lead your life in a specific way that's more rewarding. Yeah, that's really a good point. You know, um, you know, you don't have to love anime, right? I mean, we're yeah. not forcing anybody to love anime or watch anime, but I think it's just really a um, good opportunity to learn other cultures and mm-hmm. what they value you know it's all about really learning your values and experience it yeah. you know so in that sense um you know if you haven't watched anything yet i recommend uh the <laughs> i'm just kidding uh but it's a you know that opportunity like is similar to traveling you know when you go there experience it um obviously watching anime is more indirect way to do mm-hmm. it but traveling when you do one of the best things is that you experience that new values and culture, you know? Yeah. And you learn a lot from it, right? Yeah. So, obviously, anime is not the <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying this, but I'm not telling you to study anime, okay? <laughs> I mean, we don't even watch yeah. that anime. It's from time to time, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's not... not anymore. We're kind of busy these days, but I try to watch all the things that I like, you know, Attack on Titan and, um, you know, Demon, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I try to watch those because I like them a lot, but um, I mean, still, I don't have a lot of time. So yeah, yeah. And you know, Demon Slayer. Really funny thing is that I watched the uh, TV series first, and um, after the first season, I'm like, I want to know more. You know, so I bought manga and I read it. And then when I was reading, oh my god, it just you know all the good memories when I was young reading yeah. manga just came back dude it was so cool experience it just you know I was just amazed by the fact that ah, all those memories and good experiences don't really go away I mean it's yeah. always there all you have to do is just access it you know yeah. and to me reading manga was great experience because I, when I was growing up uh, Dragon Ball yeah I, I read manga first you know because my cousin had all the um, uh, series but also when I was in high school, I I loved the slam dunk and you know, all other things. So I would read that in class. <laughs> <laughs> Good student. That's why we're in a car right now for our living. Um. <laughs> you know, hiding hiding behind my textbook and read it entire time. You know, so reading manga, not just watching it, was a big part of um, you know entertainment yeah when i grew up and that was the case for a lot of kids you know no, i mean absolutely. if you even for me i'm 40 years old you know when i was in school if you hadn't read manga or seen anime before like what very shocking well who are you like what do you do man like it was it was that popular when i was young and i mean today i think the popularity is way bigger than before oh, yeah absolutely i remember yeah. the first thing i read seriously was naruto i mean mm-hmm. early when it was shown in jump mm-hmm. yeah and i would me and my buddy we would weekly 
log on to mm-hmm. one of these websites that would do the mm-hmm. translation, right? So they'd scan it, and then if somebody would translate it, wow. you know, it's like one of the best things every week. Right. And I remember you'd go there, you'd find some music, put it mm-hmm. on, and then read it, you know, because you want, like, the intense yeah. effect from music. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's something I did for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And it was so enjoyable. It's like being home when you start reading that stuff again. You feel that sensation of comfort. It's such mm-hmm. a deep comfort. Yeah. When it's something you've done a lot and that you've appreciated and you had value out of. Yeah. It's amazing. There was one, I don't know if you read it. It was a manhwa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Korean manga, essentially. Yeah, manhwa, they're the same words. We just pronounce it differently. But, mm. yeah. Manhwa uh, was... I mean, they try to do the same thing, but, I mean, obviously fail to do so, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you ever read Priest, but that was a crazy good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me. I've never read it. I <sighs> so saw good, the movie version of it, it, but... Let's yeah. not talk about... Okay, guys, never watch the movie versions <laughs> of pretty much anything you love. It would right. only make you angry, Yeah, dissatisfied. I've, some of them, yeah, have done a great job, but, you know, all, most of them did not. Most adaptations yeah, most are poor. Yeah, I don't know why. That one, again, but you had a good story, and you decided to mm-hmm. do what you did. Yeah, and it also I think the visual difference uh, plays a big role. Huge. Um, it's just like Attack on Titan, for example. It's really kind of hard to make it look real. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean CGI and all that. It looks like just so silly. Yeah. It's just right there, regardless of the story, like you can't focus because it's so different. It's like a corrupt. It corrupts the 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 beauty of visual beauty of the original anime. Yeah. You know. Because so you're translating it differently. Yeah. But there are some that do stand mm-hmm. stand out. Um, Death Note. Um, the Japanese version you, came out in early 2000. Yeah. Pretty that good? Did, yeah, that did a pretty good job. Yeah, I liked it. Hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I think that's another thing to talk about is mm-hmm. so many times we think that life can only be represented or reality mm-hmm. can only be only represented through the things we know. Yeah. You can represent reality in so many different ways. Yeah. And that's really the value because when you see it represented in a different way, it raises the question. Mm-hmm. It forces you to question your perception and challenges you to re-engage with it and try to understand. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it can be uncomfortable to see something presented in a different way that we're not used to. But there's a lot of joy in trying mm-hmm. to extrapolate meaning yeah. from things. Right. Even things we don't understand. And that can apply to way more than anime. That can apply to music. That can apply to the way somebody lives their life. Mm-hmm. The more you try to understand, the more you can understand yourself and maybe in turn learn and grow yeah. and adapt. Yeah. And I think that's powerful because, I mean, isn't that like one of the best things in life to like grow and learn? Yeah. You know, we haven't 100%. ever reached the, the pinnacle of all knowledge. Yeah. Continually growing. I mean, we been talking about this for the last few days Mm -hmm. all the experiences we've had Mm -hmm. the experience and actually living and going through it is so Mm -hmm. much more different than the intellectual understanding absolutely so much so that Mm -hmm. it's hard to even compare the two to even call them similar things Mm -hmm. one's like a very rough representation Mm -hmm. and the other is for lack of a better term the pure Mm -hmm. experience of it yeah I think, in in other words, I like to say that understanding a concept is to 
address the concept fully, which is a good thing. But that is different from actually experiencing the concept、mm. because that gives you better understanding of what the concept is, its impact,、mm-hmm. its actual meaning. You fully understand those things when you experience it. Yeah, yeah. That's why learning is important because when you learn something or interact with something. You challenge a lot of existing ideas in your head,、mm-hmm. your experiences, and you have to adjust in a way to observe or absorb is a bad bad word actually to fit that concept or idea into your existing structure,、mm-hmm. right? So that's why learning is so important, and you know, stimul、uh, what is the word、uh, stimuli? Yeah, in a way that. You expand your、um, thought faculty in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a more robust understanding of the thing、mm-hmm. that makes you realize you didn't know shit beforehand about that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's it's true to say you had an idea、mm-hmm. of it, but、yeah. once you have such a deep understanding of it,、mm-hmm. you feel childish in your previous understandings. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all experienced that in some way. Like you thought you knew you had it figured out,、mm-hmm. and lo and behold, something. Mm-hmm. Humbles you、yeah. to realize, like, wow, I had no idea. Now、mm-hmm. I really have an idea, and it's a wonderful process. It can be hard if you、mm-hmm. let your ego stay attached. Yeah, but when you let go of the ego and you're more open to, yeah, potentially I didn't have the fullest understanding of this thing.、Mm-hmm. Then your knowledge grows. You get outside that comfort zone, and it grows a little bit more. Yeah. And hopefully that gets to happen for the rest of your life. I'm hoping it happens for the rest of our lives. Yeah, because it's wonderful. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah,、um, and we're already in like 48 minutes in. Is that correct? Something like that. Something like that. Okay, so we don't have a lot of time, but I think it'd be crazy if we don't talk about Miyazaki, right? I mean, that's he is one of the you know one of the legends, one of the most important figures in my opinion in the uh, anime uh, industry. Uh, and obviously, we can talk、uh, talk about all of his work, but I think we can talk about his masterpiece *Spirited Away* a little bit. And arguably, not my opinion, <laughs> arguably the best animation film <laughs> of all time. And、um, briefly, just talking about、uh, his story, it's about uh, uh, it's about a girl, ten-year-old girl.、Um, her. It's about, I guess, in summary, quest for. Uh, self-discovery through、mm-hmm. genuine development, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, so she's trapped in a new、uh, spirit world where she has to adapt and、uh, tackle new tasks, right? It, the crazy part here is that to me, I was amazed by the fact that the film was made without a script. I didn't know that. Yeah,、uh, because. That really signifies、uh, Miyazaki's view on natural evolution、wow. of self. So, in his words, I think he says,、um, uh, "What was that?" He said, "I don't have the story finished and ready when we start to work on a film. It's not me who makes the film. The film makes itself, and I I have no choice but to follow." Wow. the The entire team must instead. Leave the character's reality step by step, and you can feel this intuition. And I, when I when I found out about this, it 
it's the same thing as what we're talking just about. talking about right yes and that's why it was so crazy to me that okay self-development self-discovery or even you know growth in general like it doesn't come from plans destiny you have to experience it through it you know yeah and it, again i mean there's so many things about this uh anime film but that alone to me is wow i was i was just blown away it seems like there's a reoccurring thread in these people that yeah are very talented they seem to have tapped into mm-hmm. you know something that for lack of a better term i would say is absolute truth again mm-hmm. not absolute but a very real truth that has mm-hmm. real value and we can see it in these people's work musashi like we were talking about yeah. that's basically what he said yeah now he's saying nietzsche similar all these guys are mm-hmm. saying the same thing in different words yeah and the credibility of their work lends to mm-hmm. their philosophy and their, their ideas that yeah maybe there's some truth to that yeah and i mean i believe that to be truth for sure mm-hmm. that's so cool to see. i had no idea i didn't know you were gonna say that yeah. <laughs> i'm all excited over here uh yeah I, I don't know about other films but at least spirit away um mm-hmm. i saw his interview about it so wow. i was like wow that is crazy that is oh, dude i love the little sit balls they're so cute yeah i mean ball. just think about his the boldness of doing that because if you're working with major um production company and you say as a director <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make it without a script and saying all this, even saying all this, right? And they're going to be, what? You're going to do what? Because that has, they may create problems with schedule, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 money and all that, right? Yeah. But the boldness, because he had a so strong view on it that it, it, it must be made this way. Yeah. And that's why he's considered a legend. And this film is you know arguably like i said the best anime of all time yeah wow yeah. makes yeah. me want to go watch it right now yeah and then uh another thing that i wanted to talk about the film a little bit is that because this is important so this is about development right of a young girl it, i like to see that as a, a person young person in general mm-hmm. but i know for sure that um he you know Chose he was girl. inspired. Yeah, he chose a girl. He was inspired by his friend's daughter or granddaughter, something like that. So he had a specific gender and age in mind. Mm-hmm. But I like to see this development, a journey of development um, for a young person, not adult. I mean, it could be adults too, but young person in, in general. So his view is really interesting because basically he's saying that the development is subtractive, not additive. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying, I think. Because we can see this throughout the film. Uh, the mud monster. He's not really bad after he, you know, remove all the mud. He's just, after all, he's the god of the river. Mm-hmm. And this, the same thing goes to uh, the main character too, Chihiro. Her name is changed to San. And she, there are meanings to it, Chihiro and San. So Chihiro has like three meanings to it. And San has only one of them. One mm-hmm. of the three. So, the start for her journey and quest is to, yeah, I mean, subtract Mm -hmm. part of herself. Yeah. And the same thing goes to No-Face. He um, became good in the end after getting rid of all the greed that he had. And the lastly, they, the bridge, um, 
no, not the bridge. The 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 the, the two two places, the real world, and the spirit world. What connects is a tunnel. Mm. It's not a bridge. And if you think about it, bridge is basically adding structure to space. Mm-hmm. Whereas tunnel, you get rid of some part of it to make a space. Yeah. So I think all this signifies removing to increase. Yes, the development is subtractive, not additive. Yeah. 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 So I thought that's really Addition interesting. Addition by too. subtraction. Subtraction. Addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Wow. It's true. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things we can add to our life by removing specific thoughts mm-hmm. or values or things that are holding us back. But right. we think these things are part of us and they kind of constitute our identity. But mm-hmm. they may be hindering us yeah. and are actually not representative of our identity. Yeah. We're not only the ideas that we hold. We are people that hold ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, I just heard that actually he's preparing his comeback. So that's great. Uh, but also what's better, in my opinion, is that because a lot of people thought that, okay, what what about after Miyazaki? I mean, hey, who's who, the guy who did your have? name? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to talk about. So I think, you know, we still have, I mean, not we do, but <laughs> Japan, <laughs> the industry has still has uh, exceptional talents, such as you, you just mentioned your name, but Makato Shinkai and, and Mamoru Sada, who made Ulf Children based in Pistan Boys. So I think we're going to be in a tree for a while. Yeah. In for a they're, treat. Yeah, they're only like in the 40s, something oh, like young. this. Oh, yeah, young. Yeah, that's then. very young. And Miyazaki is old, and he's still doing it. I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, exactly. He's... And then, you know, one of the best films that he made was in, in his 60s or something like that. I mean, he was not like a young man. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Princess and, Mononoke, is that what you're referring to? or uh, A lot of them, I yeah. think. Yeah. So 90s there. That also speaks to the depth of the story, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is it's not created by a young man. I mean, I'm not saying that all young men can be um, can create a great story story like that, but you can see the depth of the story from his age, and yeah, his experiences. experiences. Yeah, that's why into it. we can expect a lot more than a film made by 20 years old. Yeah, you this is I mean? why you should go get experience. Yeah, all the people that do really amazing things with their life mm-hmm. mostly come from very intense experiences yes or you know difficulties but mm-hmm. yeah that's, be that's extremely really cool. valuable mm-hmm. so um i think that's about it i mean obviously we can talk about anime forever just by talking about our favorite animes but um you know i guess we can talk about certain um subcategories of anime maybe later yeah uh, so if you have any questions or interests uh, yeah, or interest. things you think we'd enjoy to watch or yeah Check sure. out, you know, we our time's definitely limited, but mm-hmm. we're very open minded to hear what you got to see. Right. So that's it for today. Okay. Yeah. Outro. Play the outro. <laughs> You're telling me again. <laughs> okay. Outro. Well, we don't have money for that. I'm sorry. You're going to have. <laughs> okay, guys. See ya. All right. Goodbye. That's this week's episode of the Fear of Living Podcast. Thanks for listening with us. We are Lafayette and Kai. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you'd like to help support us, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe for exclusive content. Also, please share it with others who you think may find value in our discussion. Leave a rating, a review, and please subscribe to the podcast. Thank you again. See you next time.